Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, ideas for saving money, and stories from our adventures. Be sure to check out our show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob, and again, you know, I've been doing this without Chris lately because he's busy. He's actually playing Pokemon right now with the kids so that I could talk to other people. <laughs> um, I know, and today I've got Victoria from Disney Trippers, also from Follow Me Away, if you follow either of those. Um, and we are dishing all about Walt Disney World, and um, I've asked Victoria to share her favorites from each of the four parks. We're not going to get into Disney Springs at all because I feel like that's its own podcast episode. But um, th there could be some debate happening today. Um, we'll see. I know that she's very passionate about something in the opposite way that I am. So we'll, we'll see just how courteous we can be to each other. <laughs> uh, so, hi, welcome. Rob, thanks, thanks for being so here. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me on. And I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts as well. And I agree, Disney Springs is its own conglomeration that can be talked it's about a, on another day yeah, because totally. it's so overwhelming. It's like tripled in size recently, and we just will talk about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but before we start getting into stuff, do you want to tell me real quick or tell us, everybody listening, about Disney Trippers and kind of like what was your inspiration for starting the Disney Trippers website and what people can expect if they wander on there and start um, start browsing? Sure. So I, as Rob, as you had said, I am a primary travel blogger on my website, Follow Me Away, but I wanted to do something else, something closer to home. And I figured what better than Disney. Actually, I can't take the credit for it myself. My friends were like, you love Disney. You go all the time. You need to do it. I've been an annual pass holder my whole life. And I think I went to Disney for the first time at either six months or nine months. And I don't remember. And my mom is not here to ask. Um, so Disney is something that I'm very passionate about, and I'm sharing that with you on my website, Disney Trippers, and also on our Instagram. And what you can find there is pretty much everything relating to Disney. Now, I'm building it up, so if there's something that's not there, you can shoot me an email. But the intention is that it will be your one-stop shop for answering every question. We have comparisons. We have best and worst lists. We have uh, hotels, which reservations, Disney dining plan. Everything that you pretty much want is going to be hosted on Disney Trippers. That's awesome. I, I love that you've kind of created this hub that's outside of the um, kind of the standard approach to Disney stuff. So so often when I look at Disney resources, it's very much about um, book this, book this, book this, and really kind of pushes the sales side of things. So I love that it's so info and help focused. I, I appreciate that as somebody who sometimes struggles to <laughs> plan my own stuff. So thanks and for creating honestly, an awesome service. <laughs> yes, thank you. And being on the opposite side of that, and it's also very freeing to just talk about whatever I want. I'm like, this I would not recommend to my cousins coming down for their first vacation, so I'm not going to recommend it to you, person that's reading it. So it is, I really like, I really like doing it. It's something I'm passionate about, for sure. Awesome. And you know what? Just like having some like, real talk <laughs> real quick sometimes blogging becomes so much of a business that you do get tired and it's so nice to have a passion project so yeah I, totally yes, I agree because with blogging okay yes we are always honest but you know i'm never like this place is stupid go away because people get mad you know what i'm saying like 
Should we talk I about would, Italy right now, or do you want to save that for a different day? <laughs> I mean, I will talk about Italy any day. <laughs> you should see me walking past the Italy pavilion in Epcot. I'm like, <laughs> 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 um, But yes, but no, but for real. Like, I'm like, all right, these are my best restaurants, and these are my worst restaurants, and I don't recommend them. And sometimes I'm like, worst is used lightly, but... Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, anyway. <laughs> well, let's dish. So... Um, I'm really excited. So we recorded, Chris and I recorded a, um, an episode where we were talking about the Magic Kingdom at Disney World versus Disneyland and kind of which we like more, which aspects we like more. Um, ultimately, I do prefer Disneyland over Magic Kingdom myself. Um, but when it comes I have to- yet to go to Disneyland, <laughs> but I would love to. I feel like I will probably like it better as well. Well, so knowing that that's kind of your your presupposition without even having been to Disneyland tell me why Magic Kingdom is your least favorite of the Disney World land parks Magic Kingdom is my least favorite of the Disney World parks now you've got me thinking about <laughs> Disneyland um so for anyone that's listening to this I do not have any children I am a local annual pass holder so you have to just keep that in mind so if you like and to to, to be fair I know other girls in my area in Tampa where I live that love Magic Kingdom as their favorite park. For me, unfortunately, I feel like Disney's kind of ruined Magic Kingdom. And let me explain why. They have added so many parties and special paid attractions. For example, there used to be Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party. That's fine. Now Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is starting in August, which is like ridiculously early. And it which means Magic Kingdom Park closes at six o'clock. And now that's running. That's crazy. Yeah. So now we're running special events from August till December. But guess what? Now they have in starting in January, which is our usual like slow time as being an annual pass holder, anybody, anybody could come, you know, if you plan your vacation. Now they have Magic Kingdom after hours where Magic Kingdom's closing at seven to eight. Magic Kingdom never closes that early, like in the past. And I've been to Magic Kingdom until midnight and extra magic hours go until 2 a.m. So but the sheer volume of people that love Magic Kingdom, it's the most popular park, are all crammed into a very small window of time from 9 to 6 p.m., which does not, you know, it's literally like, it seems to me like a fire hazard. It's, I mean, of course it's not because Disney like keeps a very close eye on that. But as a user, as a person that's going as a guest, I just don't like fighting the crowds always, all the time. Like, yeah. I don't like all the lines being long. And I do think that adding so many special events and paid events, like, on top of the norm is contributing to that. But that it's not necessarily, like, that I hate the rides or whatever it may be. I actually like a lot of the rides. It's just that I don't like fighting the crowds. And I... That's really... Real talk. Yeah. Real talk. I hate parking situation at Magic Kingdom <laughs> makes me annoyed like I understand Disney wanted to be like you're transporting into another like land but I just want to walk to my car come on I don't want to add an additional 30 minutes <laughs> yeah no so that so, no that's those are yeah. valid valid points especially as somebody who does get to spend so much time at the parks that 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 makes sense to me <laughs> Yeah, but, it's not like I hate it for no reason. I do have reason. I don't hate it. It's just my least favorite, and I try to avoid going there, which it, is sucks because it, it has sounds, a lot of fun aspects. It sounds that you like it, but you've become jaded about what's happened. And so still in your heart, you know it's amazing. But that that's my interpretation. I, <laughs> um, 
I mean, it's always not been my absolute favorite. I also feel like it lacks a lot in the food department compared to other parks, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But, yeah, it's just, it's okay, but if they've made it less enjoyable recently due to all of these changes, from me, from my perspective. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, so then why don't we chit chat about Magic Kingdom and let's talk about what we do love. So, I mean, for me, I love just the experience of walking through and walking down Main Street. That's magical to me. And as cheesy as it is, I feel like that's my favorite experience or attraction in Magic Kingdom is just entering and feeling that overwhelming rush of nostalgia and Disney-ishness of it. But um, I love Main Street too. I agree. And except now that it's like literally so crowded, you can't walk. But yeah, I it like, was shocked how um, people literally yeah. just hang out. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I think that there's just nowhere else for people to go. But no, I like Main Street too. But even if you want the same, I guess, experience, but without the less people, I like going behind the castle because I feel like you just get a unique perspective. It's kind of shady in the afternoon and you still get to see the castle and like it's lined by shop and the carousel is there. Like what's mm-hmm. better than the carousel? And also, of course, the sword in the stone that you can pull out, but you can't yeah. pull out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Main Street, I'm glad we are totally in agreement that it is magical. And I, I'm with you too. The backside is awesome because also that leads to my other favorite attraction, which for me, the coolest thing ever is um, the Seven Dwarfs mine car. That's my favorite thing in Magic Kingdom. Um, I think it is one of the best, the most well done roller coaster type rides. Everything from the animatronic figures to the actual technology of the mine cars and how smooth it is. I think that's incredible and um, is a great example for anybody else creating roller coasters in the future. <laughs> so Now, for me, I slightly disagree. I do rank it as one of as the best fast pass to get at Magic Kingdom because it is the most difficult fast pass to get. So for all you listening, if you're playing your fast passes, that's the one. I don't dislike it, but I guess maybe as somebody that prefers the more thrill ride aspect of it, I I like it better than um, Thunder Mountain Railroad. I just don't prefer my roller coasters to slow down, which we have aspects of that when we're looking at the animatronics. But I feel like it's a blend between a normal ride and a roller coaster, which makes it more accessible to everyone to ride, like little children and older people that don't like roller coasters. So for that aspect of it, and I still want it and I still like it, and I love the animatronics of it as well. It's not personally my favorite magic kingdom ride like if i was i haven't gone so on it in ages i it's a tie between i love space mountain and splash mountain splash mountain i love because it's a i think that it's like an original disney ride they haven't added in any like new technology they haven't blacked out any of the scenes although it's under refurbishment now so who knows what they're going to do but you know like they take away some of the animatronic figures to save money and i think that it's just so packed and i like rides that aren't just like very quickly over so it's a very long ride so if you wait in line you kind of feel like your time is worth it and i love space mountain because it's just it's a very basic roller coaster Mm -hmm. and you close your i mean it's like basically it's just all in the dark so you don't know what's going on so i really love that one as well and i think that you can apply if you went on thunder mountain and you don't really like love it because it's not really the most thrill ride in the world it's very jerky just close your eyes and you have no idea what's coming it's like riding space mountain 
but just by closing your eyes. And I'm not kidding. I've done that many times to make that ride just more fun. (laughs) When we were doing our episode about Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom, um, we were trashing on Space Mountain and Disney World because it is so light and it is not as fast as Space Mountain and Disneyland. Space Mountain and Disneyland is amazing. It's so fast and tight and so dark in comparison with space. Oh, I would love to. Well, that's fabulous to hear. I would, yes. I mean, well, then if that's my standard and I can only go up from there, then I'm very excited about that. Yes. And I think that they've made Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom lighter over the years. I think it used to be dark and they've added features like little stars and moons and shooting things. Well, you know, I just did Hyperspace Mountain. um, Yeah. What did you think about that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Wait, 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 wait. Disneyland or Disneyland Paris? At Disneyland, Hyperspace Mountain is when they kind of do the Star Wars um, overlay. Oh, okay. No, no. They have a Hyperspace Mountain at Disneyland Paris as well. And it's just regular. How was that? Granted, I love Space Mountain Disneyland Paris because you start outside. And so your eyes are adjusted for that. And then you go in dark and you're like, I can't see. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. But um, no, the Star Wars overlay that they do at Disneyland is, it's super cool. You know, you've got your Imperial Cruiser that shows up. There's, you know, blasters. It's 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 awesome. So I'm That's not going to so give fun. away. I love it. There's some cool surprises no. in it, but yeah. That's fun. I love it. And I, I I also love since I am a big Star Wars person, I love seeing how Star Wars has become more incorporated with all things Disney. Yes. Even though it's funny because you get those two schools of thought where people are like, no, Star Wars needs to be its own thing. Disney is its own thing. And then there's me who's like no no together well let's save our star wars conversation for the star wars park. oh my gosh yes let's do that um okay so we have heard what you love and then something else i was asking you to um come up with for your top recommendation in each of the parks as we go through is what is your favorite dining recommendation in magic kingdom talking about sit down restaurant not just um not just like quick service that you walk up but sit down okay I think that the best table service restaurant in Magic Kingdom is the Jungle Navigation Cyber Canteen. It's over in um, Adventureland. And it is across from the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. And I just love it because it offers a blend of different types of food. It's like Asia, Africa, and South American, like, cuisine. And that's something that you don't really get at Magic Kingdom. Like, Magic Kingdom is more like, of all the Disney parks, it's like theme park food. For yeah. the most part. So it's funny. And I that, had also picked Skipper Canteen as my number one pick for. Yeah. For... I, it's, so we do agree. See, everyone's going to be disappointed now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was great. And the kids loved it too because, uh, you know, that one, it wasn't the family style like it over. We won't talk about what I'm going to refer it to yet. But over at Yak and Yeti in um, Animal Kingdom, it wasn't family style like that. But the um, portions were such that it made sharing as a family super duper easy and i think that for us that was what made it such like a good like relaxing thing because it felt like dinner at home but in a cool yeah. atmosphere amongst all the craziness of being in a theme park so i, I think that was mm-hmm. that was big for us was actually having like a nice quiet downtime place yes and i feel like um when i rank my restaurants at disney one of the things that i keep in mind is the portion size because i have gone to restaurants that suck and you pay $25 and you leave feeling hungry. And nobody wants to feel that way. Even if you're using the dining plan and you use a table service credit, still going to feel jaded. 
So that is very important. And I do agree that the portion size is great. And that, yeah, that's something that, that's something that um, I want everybody to, I guess, understand yeah. is that you, there are some restaurants that are much better with portion size than others. Yeah. And definitely Skipper Canteen is at the top of those. I love it. So, well, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I understand much more about your feelings about Magic Kingdom because I always, whenever I see you, you post about it. it I'm like, oh, that, that makes my heart hurt. But I get it so much more now. So I'm glad we got to have that discussion. Good. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I don't hate it for no reason. I just, and the, the rides are so fun. Yeah, they are. And so something else, and we're going to move on, but um, something else that I really love is Mickey's Philhar Magic. And a lot of people like, think it's lame i think it's the coolest thing and it's the best way to get out of the heat with kids who just want to chill for a few and really need that kind of low sensory downtime even though it's not necessarily a low sensory experience it really is very calming at least for our kids and um yeah the thing i wanted to call out is one of my favorite things in magic i don't have anything against that show i think that it's fine my recommendation for that would be monsters inc last lore i know a lot of people also don't like that somebody that I actually knew I used to do theater and he would drive an hour and a half and he is one of the voice actors at Monsters Inc. And it, I've gone many times to interact with him. And it's just, it's so interesting because every show is different and it, there's audience participation. So if you don't like that, that might not be the show for you, yeah. but I still think it's interesting that it can, it's like very improv. Interesting. So it sounds almost like, like turtle talk, but Monsters it, yeah, it's, kids didn't want to yep, do it. Yep. So I didn't do it. <laughs> yep. That's what it's like. That's awesome. Okay, well, I'm adding that to my list for next time. Um, okay, so let's move on to your favorite place at Yay. Disney World. Tell us all about it. All right, Epcot is my favorite park, and it always has been since I was a little child. So it's wow. not like, uh, oh, what's the, what'd you say? Why? Why is Epcot your favorite? Because when I line up the parks, Epcot is my last choice. Okay. Ooh. I'm offended. I know, right? Oh, no. That's what I'm here okay. for. I'm here to be offensive. Wow. <laughs> well, this might give... I, I, I talked to other friends in the Disney industry, and they love Magic Kingdom because of the magic of Disney, and you feel the magic of Disney. You don't feel the magic of Disney as much at Epcot, and I love it. You don't see Mickey everywhere. You don't see princesses everywhere. It's very much more, I feel, like a mature park even though there's still all of the Disney aspects that you like. The dining is amazing. If you're into drinking, I don't drink, but if you're into drinking, there's so much options for alcoholic beverages. There are lots of really interesting cocktails. <laughs> there's fabulous things. The rides are amazing and very high technology, and they're adding so much more to Epcot. There's it's just a more relaxed park. Like You're not going to Epcot to marathon like a bunch of rides. You're going to walk around the World Showcase, which is like where all the countries are. As somebody that you know traveled some when younger and a lot now, I love it because it is. they do a very realistic job. Yeah. There are still the princesses. There's still the characters. It's just you, you can still meet them. You can still meet Anna and Elsa. You can still meet Baymax, who, you know, that's not really a character that you I can see welled every up day. when Oliver got <laughs> to like walk up to Baymax and hug him. Isn't it, it so cute? I have never gotten like that emotional, like watching the kids. And, you know, we've been to Disneyland so many times, but getting to meet Baymax and Epcot, I was overcome with emotion at like, because Baymax is Oliver's favorite. And I, I that yeah. show, that movie is one of the best movies that has ever been made, and I love it. If you don't know what we're talking <laughs> about, we're talking about Big Hero Six, 
it is great for kids and adults. <laughs> it's fabulous. So that's why I love Epcot. Um, I don't want to scare anyone away like from going, but I just think that it's such a different vibe from other parks. Like if I was going to compare parks, I would compare Magic Kingdom to Hollywood Studios and Epcot to Animal Kingdom in the way that they're similar-ish in the way that like everything is um, imagineered, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you mean, yeah. And, um, but and yeah, that so one of them is like a, a full-on experience about everything else of the world. And then Hollywood yeah. Studios and Magic Kingdom are very much all about the Disney magic and the Disney side. Yeah, so I think that it's actually good. And I think they knew what they were doing by making it into a blend. Because like every day of the same thing, maybe you want to break it up. So, and we're getting so, so much. At Epcot, there's a Space 220 restaurant that's coming out. It's going to be fabulous. It's supposed to come out in February, but nobody knows really they haven't even released a menu or much about it but it's going to be a big projection it's going to be like you are basically in space like it's going to be the technology behind it's going to be amazing and i'll tell you how i know that when we talk about hollywood studios and then we're also getting um rainy ratatouille adventure in france which i in the france pavilion which i've also gone on in disneyland paris which is fabulous ride cool um and then we're getting a guardians of the galaxy roller coaster that is going to be yeah, awesome so. that's going to be an epcot yeah is that going to replace what's inside of spaceship earth no i love spaceship earth that is going to replace what used to be ellen's energy adventure which was a super niche ride that i regret not going on the last time i was there like five years ago uh-huh. but yeah so that's replacing that which was okay a very interesting but then they're like they made literally the biggest structure i've ever seen at any disney park like it's a giant square building for like mm-hmm. the roller coaster to be in it's like crazy but they painted it blue and it really like blends in with the sky in a way that's very impressive oh, cool. so anyway enough about the new changes yeah no that I'm, we're gonna have to record an episode all about that because you've got some awesome insight for that um but no so let's actually let's do let's do our plan let's pick our three favorite must-see attractions in epcot go okay number one Soren. I think that ride is fantastic. I and it's available in Disneyland place. as well. Yes, it is. That's correct. You guys actually had it first. It's true. Um, and we actually just took my boyfriend's parents for their first time at Epcot in 30 years yesterday. And that was the ride that we had took them on and they loved it so much. They wanted to go again. And I've taken so many people on it from like young children to people that get motion sickness, like that were a little worried. It's perfect for everyone and i don't want to give too much away but basically oh my gosh it's 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 amazing just gently moving the smells the sights it's amazing it's well worth it and thankfully the lines have gotten shorter as more things have come and it's interesting so so soren when it started at disneyland it's in in california adventure and it used to be soren over california very specific yeah and it just had that as well yeah, so it just took you around California and like the seriously the smell of the ocean and the orange blossoms. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So now being soaring over the world, it's um it's so different and it is even cooler, which I love. Yes, I agree. I agree. I love it. I don't really know why Disney started off with going just California. I think that they could have done just the United States or North America or whatever, but it's okay. I still like the California ones too because it know, was very unique. But after going on it a billion times, like I'm happy that there's a change. Yeah. I wish you, that they still had that too. If you if you're familiar with California Adventure, it totally makes sense why it was soaring over California because California Adventure focused so much and still does focus so much on 
everything that is California from, and this is, you know, at the Disneyland side of things. Um, I am not, like, I'm not at all familiar with, Disney, yeah, so uh, with California Ventures. So it yeah, literally breaks, breaks everything down from like vintage Los Angeles to California gold country to San Francisco and all the Victorians um, all the way to like the beach culture. It, that's how California Adventure was. Okay, so, so that makes sense. Yeah, so Soarin' Over California, like, exemplified all of that in one big, all-encompassing experience. So, um, gosh, I'm, yeah. I miss it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I really like some of the scenes that we got to go over there, too. Like, when you were flying high and you got to go over the river, that river scene, I thought that that was really cool. Because yeah. it changed your perspective. But anyway, I no to use to talking about... The real-life experience. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> So okay, so we got Soren for your number one pick. What's your next favorite? Um, I mean, as look, I have a love hate ra- relationship with actually two rides that I'm going to discuss. I have a love hate relationship with Test Track. I love Test Track, but the new I think is it is it Chevrolet that I'm took not it sure over? Actually, doing it. They whoever took it over really did ruin it, and they I really 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 loved the old test track because it was actually educational. It was actually like the entire I don't know if you ever went on the old one, but it was no. like the whole interior was set up like actually like a road, and you were testing the cars, and you were going you know with the anti lock brakes, and you were driving up like the mountain. It was all very realistically done. And now that was when GM owned it and then GM had a lot of problems and now Chevrolet owns it. And Chevrolet made it very much like Tron, if you know what I'm talking about, like with that movie. It's just very futuristic. It's very dark. And there's, it doesn't take cost a lot of money to run because they took out everything. Like it's very dark and it's just very, um, it's very minimal i guess is what i'm looking for but i still love it because you get to design your own car um in advance like you tap your magic band or your pass and you get to design your own car and then you compete against other people's designs as you go through the course and then i like the outside portion too so i like that um and then my other one that i have a love-hate relationship with is the frozen ride i love love the frozen ride I love the Frozen ride too, but I also love the Norway ride that I want, I want to say male storm, but I don't know if that's pronounced correctly. Yeah. I also love that ride because I love, you know, the countries and I love the Norway, but all things considered, I love the Frozen ride as well. And I think that they did a really good job um, with the characters and the animatronics and everything about it. I think it's such a yeah. fun ride. And I think the so, actual, the track of the Frozen ride is really cool and how, the boat moves through and shifts and stuff. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that's why I like, that's why I like Mailstorm because it was like that track, but with history attached to it. Yeah. I'm, I was a weird child, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, so no. I like all of those. If you really want to go for like a more adult ride or like, I don't know, a, okay, I'm not going to say an adult ride, a niche ride. I love Mission Space, but you take the very special person to love Mission Space. Um, because it's, I, I recognize that not everybody, like, cause people get motion sickness or whatever, but I, I love mission space because it's like as pretty much as realistic as us regular people are going to get to going blasting off the space. And I think that's really unique. Yeah. Awesome. So those Great. are my picks. So then I know, you know, Epcot is, I feel like Epcot is all about food. So I'm going to ask you to just pick your one sit down restaurant in Epcot that you would send anybody to without a second thought? All right. Well, 
I feel like this is a loaded question because my new favorite sit-down restaurant at Epcot is also character dining. I understand it's a more expensive experience, uh, so not everybody can do it. But I absolutely love Garden Grill. It's in the Land Pavilion. It's a character dining experience. You see Mickey, Pluto, and Chip and Dale, and it is amazing. And there's in all of the Disney groups, if you're in them, on my Disney Experience app, there's always reservations available. Like you can walk up to it. Like I just it's a don't know. It's a good restaurant. It's big and it's just people love it, but I don't know if people know about it as much like as they could. And the food is truly fantastic. It's family style, but it's unlimited food. So it's like a family style mm-hmm. arrangement, but it's also a buffet. So like if you want more mac and cheese, I'll bring you more mac and cheese. Yeah. And it was, I've never been so full in my life and I love cruising and I've never been so full. Like I said earlier, the amount of food and the quality of food is um, important when choosing. Yeah. And yeah. also I'm vegetarian and my mom is vegan who I went with and they were and I also have a garlic and onion allergy. So I can't have garlic and onion. And they are beyond fabulous with anybody with food restrictions or allergies or anything like that. It was shockingly amazing. That's something that, so our youngest, he has some food allergies and working with Disney in multiple capacities over the year. I always love the care they put into allergen awareness from like the quick service restaurants where they have a special allergen menu. So you can really break it down and pick the things that you can have. To when we were at Aulani um, on Oahu, the chef came out to really get like full depth understanding of allergies yeah. and whip up things that were yeah. good and applicable and safe. And Disney yeah. is so good about care. And I think that's so, so good. Like they, I was at, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the name, the uh, Tepanito, the, the, hibachi restaurant in uh-huh. japan at epcot yeah. and they make it all you know in front of you because it's hibachi yeah. and i can't have onion and they are using onion and they made me an entire meal like behind the scenes like yeah. on a separate like griddle that they had like cleaned and made sure that it was all good and it was fabulous and i did not have any reaction so i know that they weren't just like you know yeah. saying that but not really following through it's really truly amazing i think that's something um, great about disney is just like the whole the magic of, of kind of ask and or wish for it, and it happens uh, when it comes to stuff that really impacts your actual the quality of your visit in terms of actual just basic health. <laughs> they're on it. Yes, yes, they are, and it's amazing. I love it. So that's my recommendation. Awesome choice. Um, and with that, we have to move on, even though we could talk about Epcot all day. Um, Hollywood Studios. Um, I think we can be pretty quick getting through this because I know my favorites and I'm not going to let you talk about <gasps> Galaxy's Edge because we need okay. to do that for a different thing. Um, okay. So okay, not well, considering Galaxy's Edge, what are your three like might- top attractions? Oh, okay. Well, my top attraction, top favorite out, out of almost all the Disney parks. And if you read my breakdown of rides, it is one of my top three favorite rides is Toy Story Mania. I love it. I think it's a fantastic ride. It's better than Buzz Lightyear. If you, it's, I love it. It's so family friendly. It's so interactive. It's so much fun. Like I think that that's the ride everybody can go on. Now my Oliver's so niche, good at scoring points on it. <laughs> I love it. And there's like hacks that you can do, or not really like hacks, but just things you can focus on to like score higher. And it's like so yeah. much fun. Um, I love it. Now that's like my favorite family friendly ride. 
my favorite ride for me is rock and roller coaster because I think it's insane and it's so fun. And it's like a really one of the most adult roller coasters at Disney. And I also think, (laughs) I think it's the best launch coaster. Did you say it's not fun? No, I said it's really intense. Like, I'm not going to say what was surprising about it, but when we went on it, Chris and I were both equally surprised and got off of the coaster and we're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's ridiculously intense. It's one of the most intense launch coasters that I've ever been on. Like, Bush Gardens has some too, and I'm like, this is not the same. So that one, and then my other, okay, if we're not talking about Galaxy's Edge, my other, I love Spooky Dog. I love it. It's It's so much fun. It's really amazing. It's really smooth. It's enjoyable, and it's, like, super fun at night. So those are my top three. I mean, I also love Tower of Terror, but not a lot of people like to go with me. But those I are like my favorite. <laughs> I love Tower of Terror too. So like I can't pick, but my favorite is Toy Story Mania. I will go on that every time. You know, what I, about I, you? I love, no, we are 100% aligned on those things. The only thing I would kind of also throw out there is throwing an experience into it. I think that the Lightning McQueen um, Oh, experience. So oh my yeah. gosh. It's the coolest thing. You know, you get to you get to meet cruiser mirrors outside beforehand and then go in and just see lightning demonstrate everything and it gets crazy. The kids loved it. I loved it. It's very it. cute. Yeah. Yeah. I did it one time. I mean it's not I was not something I would rush back to as a person without children, but I think that it's awesome. I'm glad that I did it one time and I would definitely recommend it. It's a great way to beat the heat too and it's so cute. Yeah. You know, I have a question for you. So we were kind of rushed through Hollywood studios when we were there last time. Um, and then we got held up by the, the first order March going oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids were like, Oh no, there's stormtroopers. What are we going to do? Um, but no. So have you done the whole Indiana Jones show that's right there next to the Louisville, I Louisville have Street? done the Indiana Jones show. And I've also been an extra in it multiple times. They have audience participation. Uh-huh. It's fabulous. It's one of the best shows at, Disney. I love it so much. I recommend it. Definitely so, recommend it. So what, like when you think about maybe assigning the age range to it, do you think that it's great for big kids and up, or do you think that small kids would be into it too? Like, I'm just trying to kind of understand, cause we didn't get to even I mean, see it. What it is, is like a stunt show. So as long as the, ch- I mean, there might be a loud blast here and there. Uh-huh. Like there's like a fire scene or something. So if okay. the kids are afraid of that, I would not. But absolutely. it's. I mean, I would say five and up. Um, it's very cool because they, they do like, it's like they're shooting a movie scene. So it'll be like, all right, we're going to do this. And then they talk it through what's going to happen. And they'll be like, and go or action. And then they'll be like, and cut. So it's kind of like okay. that. But then they're also doing like, fighting scenes or like jumping around and stuff like that. So it's definitely something we need to make sure to carve out a little time for, especially with our kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's very, it's cool. It's really cool. It's something that's different, like that you don't usually see. Cool. So I, I recommend it. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful rundown of that because yeah. Um, Our final park. Are you ready to dig into animal kingdom, which is my favorite besides magic kingdom? We didn't discuss food at Hollywood Studios. We have to quickly do that. Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for keeping me on track. (laughs) Food at Hollywood Studios. What is your top pick? Um, Top pick for experience. I like Sci-Fi Dining Theater um, because I just think it's so much fun. And we used to go there a lot when I was younger. What was Um, that? If you kind of cut out for a second. Sorry. Um, The Sci-Fi Dining Theater restaurant. Um, It's just a very unique, like, experience. 
But other than that, um, if you aren't interested in the unique experience as far as food goes, um, the Brown Derby has really great food. Um, it's not really like as themed and it's one of the more expensive restaurants. And it, it, I believe that it is two dining service credits, but its location is really good and its food is really good. Um, but as far as, yeah, so we're just talking about sit down table service. I do not recommend, um, a lot of the table services there. They're just okay. not really the best and a lot of people don't love them. So okay. quick service maybe. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a great call out about that oh um quickly quick service woody's lunchbox is fantastic so that's what i was going to pick for my number one um well, because you said it had to be sit down i know well so it is sit down <laughs> but it's not table service <laughs> so i love woody's lunchbox and oh my I thought, god no I thought, <laughs> I thought that it had good quality food i love the atmosphere and the fact that there is so much shade um yes but also, I think that a big tip for dining at Woody's Lunchbox is to go before lunch. Because once the lunch rush hits, you have to wait and people just linger at the tables and it is frustrating. So getting there like before everybody else is eating lunch, I think would be um, key to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and also mobile order. You can do mobile order for Woody's Lunchbox Oh, that's true. Well. Yeah, I always forget about that. But that doesn't, me too, but that doesn't help you finding a seat though. But I agree. You should always eat lunch early and dinner early for the best experience. Just saying. True story. All right. Now we can move on to Animal Kingdom. Um, so let's just get into it. What is your absolute number one favorite attraction in Animal Kingdom? You've got number half one, a day in the park. What are you going to go do? Number one favorite attraction in all of Animal Kingdom. I really don't know who could debate this. If you're debating this, I will be very interested. Flights of Passage. Oh, of course. Best ride at Disney World. Yeah. best ride I've ever been on in my entire life. Um, I don't know who listened to this, but my mom and sister, they didn't spoil it for me before I went, but they just said it's like sword on crack. And that's literally what it is. It, that's it, all I'll say. Yeah, no. It's so that was... literally amazing. So yeah. like, I'm glad we're not debating that. Cause I'm like, if you like some other random ride, I don't know if we can still continue this. I mean, <laughs> granted, I'm also like for my top three, I would also be picking um, Expedition Everest. Cause I oh, think me too. Awesome. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. I love Expedition Everest. Um, yeah. But no, you're right. Flight of Passage in Pandora, that's, you know, the Avatar-themed area. Um, it is remarkable. I, like, it's jaw-dropping. So, good time. It, it really is. And tip, ask if you can be on, the, if you can go up. Like, you can go, when they send you to a stairwell, you can go up, you can go on a middle level, or you can go on a stairwell that goes down. Just ask for a stairwell to go up. So you oh. could be as high as you could possibly be. So you could look down on the scene instead of having, like, train your neck and look up my sister's that's, done every single level that's okay. her tip and i think it's a good one that's genius i that did not even yeah. to me i mean every yeah. ride that i've been on lots of times i always ask for what i want to sit but um mm -hmm. upper level good to know yeah um, yeah so then um you also i also wanted to Everest. add in mm -hmm. i think yeah. animal kingdom is my second favorite park after epcot probably for the reasons that we discussed but the rides are so good like the rides are amazing yeah so it's, I agree. My second favorite is Exhibition Everest. And I love that you can do single rider, which is me more of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love Exhibition Everest. And then it's hard, but for me, my third, for me myself, would be Dinosaur. I love it. It's so much fun. I got forced on it as a child and uh -huh. I hated it because it was like really, you know, the dinosaurs are very realistic. But I think that it's so fun. It's inside. It's cool. And it's like you're actually like on a four-wheeler like you're like on a jeep like off-roading but if 
somebody who didn't want to do that, I recommend the Safari because the Safari is fabulous. I did. And it's a, it's a very long ride and it's like the animals are like more free roaming. So you might get stuck because like a giraffe is standing in the middle of the way. And like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. When we, so when we did Safari, the the Kilimanjaro Safari is awesome. Um, An ostrich had just like made a little kind of nesty area just off the, off the driving path and had just laid eggs. And oh. It was super cool. They're enormous. And they're like, okay, we're in a theme park and look at that. This ostrich just laid eggs. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. We I, are so are much more aligned topics. about things than I thought we would be. See, I'm not that bad. <laughs> well, so then with that, um, so I, I said just pick one restaurant that you love in each park, but I've got three restaurants that I love in oh. kingdom i know i'm breaking my own i rule. could have picked three restaurants in Epcot, no but you, can only pick one. you can only pick <gasps> one so what do you oh, pick no. for animal kingdom oh okay well for sit down table service i would recommend yak and yeti and i think that it's amazing i put it off for a long time um going i mean i went i've gone multiple times now but i love it and the fusion between the food from like nepal and what you maybe be used to like you could choose if like you have an adventurous eater they can eat whatever they want and if somebody just wants like noodles or rice there's also that yeah and if you don't want to go to the sit down there's also the yak and quick service which has a name that i don't remember um but it's it's kind of like if that's your next best option if you can't get into Yak and Yeti. So yeah. that's my recommendation. So in Yak and Yeti was also one of my three that I picked. Um, I so the reason I get to pick more is because I just really love it. I love the candy oh, okay. in Pandora. I think it's great for yeah. quick service. It's delicious. It's healthy. Um, great vegetarian options. Loved it. Um, but have you gotten to go to Tusker House? No, I have not. But I know um, that it's really fabulous. Uh, the food is amazing, and you've got Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, everybody. You've got best characters. You've got the Fab Five in their safari gear, and because it's not super crazy crowded and busy, I feel like it's kind of like this kind of hidden, tucked away place. You get so much time with the characters, and it's such a relaxing atmosphere unlike so many other dining experiences. So I would say that Tusker House is one of my favorite out of Disney World and Disneyland, one of my absolute favorite character dining places. That's amazing to hear. And I've heard many, many good things from people that I know that have gone, like my sister and just a bunch of friends or people that work with me on the website. And that is one of my top ranked restaurants for Animal Kingdom for everybody's recommendation. I love it. And, and like you said earlier, character dining is definitely a more... Okay. It's a it's exclusive an experience. exclusive yeah. costly experience. Um, I think that Tusker House, as far as like getting the best bang for your buck for quality and overall experience, it's it's at the top. So yes, yes, we need to do one that's just on dining because ah. there's so much to talk about. <laughs> we'll schedule that for after next week, and maybe that can okay. be part of season two. So perfect. Well, cool. Um, but yeah, I think I love we, it everything we had on our outline to make sure we talked about. Do you have any kind of closing thoughts you want to share? Um, not necessarily. Just keep in mind whatever your family likes for your own, you know, people have their own likes and dislikes. Just if we're like, oh, well, we didn't love that. You may love that. So just look it up. If you're like, I really love this type of food, go there for you, you know, but take it with, you know, just 
always keep in mind what you're interested in, but this is the overall, you know, what I would recommend to my personal family member or friend that's coming to Disney World. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, considering that Disney World is such an expensive family vacation and people are saving up for years or planning this for years, um, you know, it it's worth it to listen to people's recommendations, but also to really do what it is that you truly truly want because I mean absolutely ultimately it's your money it's your time it's your memories that you're making so do that is correct (laughs) yep yep so well cool thank you so much for being on here Victoria I really enjoyed hanging out and chatting with you and I know that we're going to record several more episodes together which I'm still yes me too yes thank you for having me I'm glad that we got along better than we thought I know I was so ready for like (laughs) heated debate but no need. Oh, I'm sure we can get to it at some point. Oh, next we, we need to do next we need to do the worst ride and the oh. worst restaurant. Okay, I can do that too. But not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for hanging out and thank you everybody for yeah. listening as we chatted. Um again, this was Victoria from DisneyTrippers.com and followmeaway.com. And um welcome to check out her sites, her social, awesome Instagram. Um and then for this and other awesome episodes, check out twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes, and you'll find our show notes. You'll find some more about Disney World, Florida, you name it. And um, yeah, I guess we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be on Two Travel Dads podcast or sponsor it, please visit us at twotraveldads.com slash work.